And we are back, episode three of the Pio Fever podcast. Really excited for the guests that we got coming on today. We have Eric, aka Randy, aka Nasty Adamson, member of the 2015 national championship team. That was his senior year. He's now a current assistant coach at the University of Denver. Really excited to have him on the podcast, talk about our playing days. We, I had the opportunity to play one year with him. Uh, in 2015 when we won it all and obviously being close to the uh, whole organization and team still me and Randy get to get to be pretty close as well so here we got Randy nasty coming in how we doing man good man thanks for having me Trev I really appreciate the opportunity you know oh dude I mean you're you're top you're top on our list you're top on our list of people we got to talk to people we got to get on this podcast man Ah, you're too kind, too nice. <laughs> so what's going, what's going on in the world? It, so before we get into all this, now I came in senior year, or freshman year, sorry, you were a senior, and everyone's calling you nasty, right? They're like, nasty! And, you know, for some people listening, they might think, okay, that nickname's a little weird, maybe bad, maybe it came from a bad point, good point. Not sure of the background, and I want to know, where did nasty originate from uh man that's tough I, I don't know if i can really pinpoint a particular time um i guess to back up a little bit i came in so just to give an introduction or, or an explanation to the eric randy debacle uh my first name is actually randall middle name eric i was named after my dad but they still wanted to call me eric so that was kind of the distinction uh made there Came in, you know, went by Eric for the first 18 years of my life and then got to DU, got to the team. And I think it was like, you know, one of our first weight room sessions where uh, they were doing roll call and they said, you know, I had introduced myself as Eric up until that point. Right. And they were taking a roll call and they said, Randall. And I was like, here. And everyone's like, turns and looks at me like, <laughs> like, like. They were like betrayed or something that they were like, who is this kid that he's been saying his name's one thing, but it's actually the other. And then we already had two Eric's on the team already at that point. Right. So they were like, all right, you're Randy now, you know? And then I think it was trailer park boys uh, where it kind of turned into yeah. dirty Randy, right? Like dirty that's Randy and the boys. <laughs> yeah. Dirty Randy and the boys. <laughs> that was dirty Randy. And then I, I want to say it was like Harry Archer that like started the nasty thing, but we both would like go back and forth. And, um, you know, I, I say he's still the nastiest of them all. Um, as for, as far as lacrosse skills go, uh, we'll, we'll make that distinction as well. And, uh, yeah, so I think that's what it was. And then I think you really, uh, you really took that nickname to heart. <laughs> oh yeah, man. I mean, I'm I come in freshman year, and and you know, it actually so two things I gotta bounce back off that story. So freshman year, you know, there's a lot of guys in the locker room. You're a freshman. You obviously get to know your class pretty well, and all of a sudden, you know, you're introduced to potentially 50, 40, 30, 50 new guys, and they're all your teammates, all your brothers. So you gotta know everybody's name. So I'm so I'm trying to figure out putting names to faces trying to get everyone down and everyone's like calling you eric and then i'm like oh like okay so that's eric and then i know there's obviously another eric so i'm like okay i'm getting this down i'm getting this i'm getting this and then people start calling you randy and then 
Bomber calls you Randall. And I'm like, what is his name? And then everyone starts saying nasty. And I'm like, well, I can't go wrong with nasty. And I honestly, <laughs> love it. I honestly love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious, man. Yeah, man. So, and then, and then another thing. So that actually happened to me too. So Ross Commenda, he was in, he was in my grade. Um, same thing. His real name, his first name is Andrew. And we're sitting in a class. This might be second semester. We're in the same class. It's like a, a literature class or something. And all of a sudden, they, they're doing the roll call. They're like, Andrew. And he says, here. And there was maybe seven of us on the team in the class. And we're like, what? You've been lying about your whole day this whole time. He's like, oh, no, my real name's Andrew, you know? So I, I know I know that moment. You know, I wasn't there for your moment, but I know that moment. And I yeah. felt betrayed. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. You know? Oh, man, I apologize for that then. That was never no, it's not your fault. I'm just messing. <laughs> yeah. um, that's pretty cool to have, you know, to have two, three first names, including Nasty. You know, that's something that a lot of people don't have. Something you got to be, you got to be fortunate you got to feel fortunate. Yeah. Yeah. You know, comes, comes with multiple identities as well. Exactly. Oh, I like that. I like where you're going with that. Multiple identities. Now that's something that I really want to get into about your playing (laughs) style. So, so we got, so I'm a freshman, right. And and I'll take this even further back. So I'm a recruit in Denver. I'm a senior in high school and I'm watching you guys. I think it was a quarterfinals. Um, I'm pretty sure. And must have been, yeah, 2013, maybe. Yeah, 2013. You were at attack. You were playing attack. And okay. you just went off. It might have been in the Big East. It might have been the Big East yeah. uh, tournament. And you went off. And they keep saying, they keep saying, Eric Adamson. Eric Adamson, like, is going off. He's going off. Ca- California native. He's from California. And I'm thinking, who is this dude? Like, this guy <laughs> is a baller. You kind of got, like, the dangly look to you. I'm like, yo, this guy's so bro. Like, this guy's, this guy's the man. And then I meet you off the field. I'm like, that is not the person that I thought Nasty would be. Now, tell me about that. Well, what, what is what – I mean, what, what did you see that was different? So, I envision just someone gets the ball in maybe, like, five to ten people completely surrounding him and then he just like morphs his body and like all of his all of his appendage like like all of his limbs just morph he gets to GLE has no angle and somehow puts the top left or top right somehow somehow or you get body up with the crease and you get your face is getting all red you give him the shoulder a little bit you're like oh you know you're backing the guy in turn around GLE twister again nasty <laughs> that's what I see but on the field you know you're, you're a little like calm cool collected you know like like it's awesome it's awesome yeah so I think- is that is that something in your game so when you go on the field do you co- do you go out with a different mentality of life in general because I've been, I've been, you know, we've been chilling for a little bit. I, I know you've been reading a lot of books. You've been getting around the mental game of sports. What, what's your, what's your step on that? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I think when I was playing at DU, um, you know, I, I grew up, I would say, in like a very, my dad was like a fireman. My mom was a nurse. So like when I came in, I was like, you know, and, and granted, I'm from California, right? So not a hotbed. Like, here I come in with this Hall of Fame coach. Like, Coach Brown already has some, like, notoriety himself, right? And so I'm, like, I just want to be a sponge. And I'm, like, you know, I, I, I know so little in comparison to what you guys know about lacrosse. I was just, like, you know, 
whatever you want me to do, I'll do it, you know? And, and that was kind of the mentality I had, um, you know, and, and tried not to complain. I don't, I don't know if that was necessarily the case. Like, I don't know if it was always, I was cool, cool, like cool, calm and collected in the game. Like it may have appeared that way on the outside. Um, but there's definitely times where like, you know, tensions were built, like building. Um, but yeah, I think from like maybe upbringing and then coming in and just kind of wanted to like do whatever I could for the team um, and just kind of play my role to start and then realizing how that evolved um, and, and kind of who I was as a person, a little more reserved at the time, um, wasn't like the most vocal leader, but tried to do the right thing um, and yeah, just lead that way. So I think, yeah. And, and my style is, you know, like you said, I'm a little more uh, gangly, if you will. <laughs> I thought, uh, nasty. <laughs> now having like the 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 coach's perspective, um, like I can look back on my game and be like, all right, like I wasn't really, I may have been like, you know, a little taller, uh, pretty quick. I think I had like the ability for two two handedness, um, but I think like, I don't know if I would have been as good in, in, in another like coach's system other than like brownies, you know, okay. because it's so like oriented off stick skills and ball movement. And, and I don't think I was really like the dominant player. You know, I may have, like you said, like had some good games here or there. Um, but that was just like the nature of the beast of brownies offense. It was like, someone's going to have a good day. And you know, if you don't, you know, like it, everyone's going to have kind of their day out of that top, you know, six, seven, eight guys. Um, and it really didn't matter, you know, as long as you kind of got the result. So I think it was, yeah, part in how maybe a defense was playing us. And if they're keying on one guy, then another guy had to step up, you know. Right. Uh, so I think, yeah, I, I, I don't know if that fully answers your question. But no, I mean, I don't even know. I don't even remember what my question was, to be honest. You know, I just kind of <laughs> went, I went on the, I went on the Randy, the Randy path for a second in my mind. I was following you. I was following you. And, I, and one thing that I really, that really highlighted from what you said in the beginning, like the highlight, highlighting of, uh, you know, you being from California and you said you came in and you didn't really know that much. Your lacrosse IQ was a little bit lower compared to some other guys in hotbed areas. And I'm saying now, you know, there's a lot of California kids playing, but what's really important to understand is you were getting recruited in like 2010, 2009, you know, probably, probably even before that, probably like 2008, you know? Well, yeah, my, my story, my recruiting story is very similar to yours. I know, and I want you to tell me. Going, I'm, 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 you're you're beating me to the punch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> beating me to like, the punch. <laughs> what was it? You were gonna go. You were going to ASU, right? Arizona. Yeah, yeah. I was, you know, I was gonna stay out. Like, you know, I, I had, from what I remember, like looks at maybe Tufts or some other D threes. Um, but at the time, I was like, you know, I want good academics and like, you know like club ball, like that would be fine, you know, but like I wanted a high level at the time, like ASU was pretty high. I was looking at some UC schools as well. And that was kind of my decision, um, you know, was to kind of stay out West. I didn't really want to venture out East. That was uh, a little daunting for, for a California kid. Right. 
I hear you. Uh, yeah. So, but you know, I had gone to like lacrosse recruit, like not recruiting, but just tournaments, youth tournaments growing up. Like I went to like the Vail shootout. Right. You know, when I was in like eighth grade, ninth grade, um, loved Colorado, you know, and applied to some schools out here just cause I like, was like, all right, I want to go, you know, I, I could definitely see myself in Colorado, um, grew up snowboarding, you know, love the outdoors, um, everything it had to offer. And so, you know, I had kind of looked out here, not even looking at lacrosse, not even looking to play at DU really. Um, my spring se- senior year, um, I had, you know, my, my high school team, we went back east onto Long Island um, and we played three teams, Farmingdale, Long Beach, and I think it was Holy Trinity. And I had like one of the games, I, I had a good game. Um, and one of the coaches, um, can't remember his name, Coach T would know. Um, but he kind of was like, took notice, you know, and said like, where's that kid going? And then they were like, oh, he's probably going to play club ball, ASU. And, um, you know, he said, someone, someone got brought up that like, I applied to DU and I already had gotten in. Like, I just wasn't going to go. And he's like, oh, well, you know, one of my good buddies, Bill Tierney, is like, just took the head coaching job there. Like, I guess that was a year ago. You know, that was 2010. Wow. And he's like, we give him a call, see if they have any like opening spots. And, you know, now knowing kind of what, um, kind of the, the behind the scenes stuff, I think a lot of things had to like come together and like align pretty perfectly um, for it to happen. But they end up having a spot. And at the time, I was still like, ah, eh, you know, I don't know. And my parents are like, no, 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 you got to do this. And I'm like, you're right, I got to do this. So um, pulled the trigger you know, um, went to DU, you know, I didn't do any like the official visits or knew any of the guys coming in. Right. Um, you know, and, and they put me in, I roomed with Bergie. <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't know that. So yeah, already like rooming with like the, the high, most highly touted recruit coming out of that class. Um, so I was like, you know, at the time when I got there, I'm like, I'm just happy to be here. You know, right. like it's an awesome opportunity. I'm like weighing over my head. Um, and then that fall, like, you know, had a really, really good fall. Um, and like, could kind of hang a little bit, you know, it wasn't like anything crazy. I didn't really have, um, you know, that great of a spring, my, my freshman year, you know, I was like maybe one of the reserve attackmen, um, maybe had like 10 points total, but, um, you know, I think from talking with the coaches and, you know, you've had like the year end meetings kind of saying, Hey, you know, like this is the type of player you could be for us, you know, like you work hard in this, kind of off season, you come back, you could really have an impact and took that to heart, like really worked hard over the summer after my freshman year. And then, um, you know, came back, had a, had a pretty good fall and really, uh, you know, that was kind of my breakout, my breakout season was that 2013 season, uh, my sophomore year. So yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of crazy, kind of a whirlwind, but. All right. So, so you said it, and I know that feeling cause, cause like you said, you know, like similar story, myself you know coming in yeah. and and you know I'm thinking uh you know I'm just happy to be here you know and and sometimes that that mentality can be a very uh beneficial mentality to have but at the same time it could also be negative as well and you know you said something that I thought was really interesting when your parents were like no like you, you gotta go do this so what was what were the 
what was the reasoning behind that of no, like you, you got to go and play at the university of Denver for you and your family. I think, um, yeah, I think everyone kind of needs someone out there, especially when you're young, right? Like someone that can kind of like push you and challenge you and kind of see, um, it from a different perspective. And I think my parents were able to do that and, and see that, you know, I was a late bloomer, I would say, um, you know, and so I think they knew me and, and knew kind of my dedication, my passion across how much I loved it. And they, and I think they knew like, you know, this is, this is something that's, you know, very important to you. Um, and, and little sidebar, um, you know, I grew up in a Christian household, so, you know, we were, we were praying at that time as well. So I, I think it was, uh, kind of like we saw as a, as a sign that, you know, these are, these are prayers being answered, you know, like this is something you got to step out into faith a little bit and do something that you might be a little scared of, but you know, this is obviously something that is uh, a special opportunity. Right. No question, man. You know, like in, in, like you said, you know, like now you've been on the other side of it being kind of the uh, liaison or, or orchestrating a lot of recruiting um, from the coach's side, you see like, Oh wow! Like this all really had to work out, you know. Like it's oh, yeah. a perfect storm almost, you know. Um, so definitely, you know, prayers were answered, and and it was definitely a sign to to your point. Um, yeah. And so, so you speak about so speak more a little bit about the intimidation. So you say, you know, like I gotta go do this, and you know, like we already we already hashed out. You know, you're from California. You're not from a hotbed area. You know, you're a late bloomer to add on to all of that. Where, where does the intimidation lie in your head? Yeah, I think it was um, the idea that, you know, there, there wasn't a ton of, of recruits coming out of California at the time, right? So right. I think it was, it really wasn't looked at as a high level of lacrosse like it may be now, you know? Um, there's a ton of kids coming out of California now. I think the, you know, from what I remember, you know, I don't know if you remember a guy, Rob Emery, who yeah. was a year older than me and went to Virginia. He was like, I, I'm, there may have been some before then, but he was kind of of my era, if you will, like one of the guys that was, that was like a really big recruit, you know, and he went to UVA um, at that time, you know, I mean, they won the national championship in 2011. So a very, very good program. So I think it was just, the idea surrounding this isn't a hotbed, you know, there haven't been a ton of recruits. Like, is this even that really good at lacrosse? Right. And, and I wouldn't, I don't know if I would really argue, like, I don't think I really knew all that much. Um, like you, you, you know, you were saying earlier, like, I don't think my IQ was up to the standard of some other kids. Um, and I had to do a lot of catching up a little bit and um, you know, just really buy into Brownie and, and what he taught. And I think, he's able to kind of break it down. So it's not as like grandiose as offense may seem, you know, like everyone's got a role and you understand that role and you know what you got to do in this scenario or that scenario. And if you just kind of, you know, you can remember that and you drill it enough, like you can, you can kind of fit yourself into that system. Okay. I like that. Fitting yourself into the system. So was that something explicitly that you looked at, going through it in early in your career, like, uh, like I could fit in the system here. I'm going to work towards being this type of player or was it more of, you know, coach Brown and coach Tierney telling you like, 
hey, this is where we see you can fit. Like, how, how did that all shake out? Yeah, I think, um, you know, after my, my freshman fall, uh, like, season, um, you know, we have like a, a year or a year fall, end of fall meeting. And um, they said, you know, you could be one of our best cutting attackmen. And I was like, whoa. I was like, I didn't, like, I had no plans for that. I was just like, I was just playing, you know? And I didn't really have this idea of what, it, what I could be. And when you hear that from like a Hall of Fame coach, you know, I don't know if he's blowing smoke or not, you know? I'm just <laughs> like, oh, you know, like, this is awesome. And, uh, which I don't think he was, but like, I think he was, he was saying like, this is what you could be, right? If you like kind of work towards this, but this is what you need to improve, you know, and listed out a bunch of things. And just hearing that, like, I think knowing that there's kind of like, there's some light at the end of the tunnel a little bit uh, right. for how much hard work it was. And, um, you know, being on this team where it seemed like, you know, it, as you, like, I'm sure you realize going from high school to college, like it's a full-time job. You know, like it's a lot of work. It's a lot of like dedication. Um, and when you hear that, it's like, okay, like this is going to be worth it, you know, because I'm going to like, I'm going to hit my potential. I'm going to be able to make an impact on the field. You know, and even, even if I'm not, then I'm going to be able to make an impact, you know, for the team. Um, and then I would be lying to you if I didn't tell you, you know, when we came back in, over the winter um, and there was a couple snowstorms, you know, when we we're playing Colorado College in the middle of a, a blizzard if I didn't have uh, if I didn't contemplate about quitting at that point you know but yeah you're right I, I want to go back to California <laughs> I want to get back on that beach boy that's yeah, what you're thinking yeah. <laughs> exactly so you know there's uh, it's not all grand you know like oh this is amazing and it was just good from there on out there's definitely you know highs and lows to any any season to any career and um but stuck it out and uh I think there's something to be said with, with some shared suffering and, and doing that with your teammates. Right. And uh, being no able question. to walk over that and be able to get through that together, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that's, that's how guys come together through yeah. a lot of times through tragedy, even like losses or, um, or, you know, grinding through those tough times, maybe when things don't go your way, a lot of times that's what brings groups together more so than all the positives. You know, obviously the positives are great and you want it to be that way, but you got to have the adversity to really, to really gel, you know, and to really show how hard it it really is, you know, if it was easy, it wouldn't mean anything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, But no, that, that's, that's all great stuff. So, so now I want to, I want to flip it now. Right. So, so, so you've done right incredible things as a player right and in playing and you don't don't shake your head like that you don't yeah yeah y'all y'all very modest you know I don't know something that I also had on my mind when you're talking about your game was consistency can every time Randy got the ball five yards within the goal doesn't matter where he is the ball was in the back of the net I don't think I I don't think I've ever seen you get saved and the thing that is incredible is you sh- you almost did the same shot every time, but nobody could save it, you know? You do that twister all the time. I shouldn't say every time, but you're at GLE, and you're like, all right, he's got to slip it in low or something. 
and you just put it right stick side on. <laughs> Holy! And I'm yelling out nasty for the face off. <laughs> so don't shake your head. You know you. Yeah, yeah, you're bad. Nasty's nasty. Okay, so but anyway, let's flip it. Okay, so let's flip it up. And so now you're on the coaching side of things, and you're obviously doing a ton of recruiting. Now what? What do you look for in, in, in your experience of, of your journey? What do you look for for kids that seem promising to DU? Mm. Yeah, I think outside that, of the skills. Outside of the skills? Outside of on field skills. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I think, I, I think, and, and I think you've realized this from just kind of Coach T's. Um, culture and what he's built is like I feel like the non-negotiables and this is something that I, I I tend to believe in too are just like you said the the non-skills which are like high integrity high character doing the right thing you know um, you can see this show up in areas of you know the school um, how well they do um, in school, how balanced their life is out, outside of that. Like, are they getting involved in other things? Um, so I think, you know, that is, that is probably like what I would look for first. I think, you know, in, integrity, character, humility, like those are all things you can work with um, for sure. Despite skills, I think um, guys that come in and, and buy in and say like, yeah, you know, like, I could get better, you know, and, and they kind of, they don't maybe have that like arrogance of they, they think they're better than the team or they think they're better than the cause. Like that's, I feel like that is kind of the, what we're looking for first and foremost um, at the university of Denver. Um, so that, that would be, yeah, I, I would say off, you know, off field, like skills or traits or, or values. Um, Right. So I don't think I stray too far from, you know, and, and I guess you'd have to ask coach T or Brownie this about what, what they look for uh, first and foremost, but I think that is, you know, correct me if I'm wrong or what you think, but I think that is kind of what they're looking for. High integrity, um, you know, honest guys that work hard um, that, you know, want to pursue excellence in every facet of their life um, as much as you can, you know, um, at, at 18 years old or 17 years old. Um, so I think, yeah, I don't think I would stray too far from, from what those guys believe in already. Right. Yeah, no, no I think you're 100% correct. And, and obviously you would know more than me what they're thinking, you know, but I, I agree. You know, I think um, that, like, you always want to recruit the player first, you know, because – or sorry, the person first before player. Yeah. Um, because, you know, personalities and, and, you know, how everything comes together – uh, has a lot doesn't have that much to do with the on-field stuff you know or it does to an extent but it's not everything you know and, yeah. and the really great teams that go out and do it like we did in 2015 right you know we were everyone bought in everyone was down to do whatever it took for the guy next to him and for the team to get this national championship um and just kind of thinking about it a little bit, it's a little bit of a paradox when you think about it, when you're looking for someone that is trying to be excellent in everything that they do, but at the same time, 
they have to fit within the system and know their role, right? So you're almost telling them, we want you to be the best in whatever you put your mind to, but we want you to be here, you know? And a lot of times that's hard to balance and a lot of players can't handle that. And what, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? It, it ran through as a player or ran through as a coach? Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, it's so like in, individually based. Um, I think that's where like creating relationships, you know, and being able to take guys, um, you know, to the side and, and kind of saying, you know, it's, it's that balance of like, you know, believing in someone and, and pushing them and supporting them as well um, in, in whatever facet they need. And, and I think that is a tricky, tricky part about coaching. Right. And I think that's what guys like coach T and, and Brownie do so well. They, they know how to kind of like read the room or read the guy and they've seen so much and have so much experience that, they can kind of, um, you know, realize what is the message uh, we want to, you know, like that needs to be heard now, either on like a team setting uh, to everyone all together or on an individual basis. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, it, I think that is the tough part about coaching. And I don't know if there's like any one right answer and I don't know if I can give it to you. Um, it's an art and a science, you know, right. um, sports are inherently so being you know to do that as a coach is is uh even harder you know yeah no no i hear it and, I, and credit to you guys you know to be able to do that it's it's unbelievable and hearing you hearing just how you're talking about everything you can really tell the passion that you have and in, in that you want to be the best uh not only when you were a player but uh as a coach you know and and it kind of makes me want to ask you, this is your second – this this would be your third season as no, – Yeah, my first season was 2019, so this was my, my second. Oh, so this was your second. Okay, yeah. so you weren't you, – you can't – it wasn't like you graduated, you're like, okay, I want to be an assistant coach. You yeah. Know, what happened there? Tell me – walk me through mm. that. We've never talked about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I yeah, I graduated, and I was like, you know, I want to keep playing – um, you, got, studied, you studied finance, right? At DU? Study finance. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Great so, school. Great you know, school at DU. Yeah. So I was actually looking for like, you know, I graduated. Um, I played in the MLL. Um, so I got drafted by the Bayhawks, then traded over to the Outlaws. So that actually worked out pretty well. Um, and then played for the Outlaws for a season, like did decently well for like my first season. Um, so they kind of retained me, um, you know, during that time, did a little like traveling, a little backpacking with, with a buddy, Garrett Holst. And, nice. Yeah. Garrett. And then, yeah, like was, you know, they retained me. So I was like, okay, I'm going to stay in Denver. Like I need to get a job, you know, got a job um, and then trained. Um, and then I think it was, you know, it, it was, it was a really good job to start. It was in Denver. Um, and at that time, you know, when like the season came around, um, it, it was tough for me. I, I was in good shape. Um, I wasn't in good lacrosse shape, you know, yeah. and it was, it was tough not having, um, you know, like the discipline and the structure of like playing every day, 
and surrounding that to be successful um, and going that and it's like everything's on you now you know and trying to do that I'm sure you found that to be the case like playing professionally now too you know where um, you know you, you go from like a highly structured like routine to now everything's kind of up to you and you got to make sure that you're staying in shape you're in good lacrosse shape um, and by the time this you know second season comes around uh, for the MLL, I've been working, um, trying to, you know, it's definitely behind in work, um, you know, was kind of one of the, one of the only guys that they just hired right out of college. So had a lot of, of work to do to kind of get caught up and, and provide some value for work. So there's that. And then the MLL and, um, I was definitely behind for my training and behind for what, where I needed to be lacrosse wise. Um, and eventually it just kind of, kind of faded a little bit um and i'd say you know at that time my my day job kind of took precedence um a little bit where i was the one paying the bills and um you know whatever you know more or less they're kind of excuses but it was just the way it was um looking back on it and so um you know didn't end up getting retained for a third season but um at that point you know, I was kind of like, all right, like I should probably focus on, you know, a career anyway. Um, and kind of stayed in Denver. Um, but it was really like missing lacrosse as a whole, you know, like was really missing um, that, you know, all of that kind of love and passion for the game. And I was like, well, if I can't play, you know, I'd, I'd coach Denver elite in college and, you know, really, really enjoyed that and never saw that as work. Right. Like I was like, oh, right. you know, like, this is, this is awesome. Um, and so like got back involved with Denver elite and LXTC and that's, you know, coach Brown, um, and coach T and, and Trevor Tierney's kind of, kind of baby their business where they run all their camps and, and Denver elite and everything like that. And, um, got involved back with that. And then some kind of how through some, some happenstance, I think it was like through Eric law too, where he had mentioned that, Regis Jesuit, like another really, really good high school um, here in Colorado for lacrosse, was looking for an assistant coach. And I applied for it, met with Jim Soren, um, who's been the coach there for a long time. And then he hired me on. And, um, you know, at that point, when I started coaching high school lacrosse, that was when, I, you know, that's when you have like a, a full season, right? And club teams, you have kids from all over the place. And it's more or less kind of like an all-star team, but, and, and Regis had really, really, really good players. Um, so it was almost an all-star team, but you're with those guys like five days a week, six days a week, you know, and you build those relationships, you go through like the ebbs and flows of a lacrosse season. And I was like, yeah, this is why I love lacrosse. You know what I mean? Like the camaraderie, coming together for that central goal, the highs, the lows, like you said earlier, um, you know, you, you, you bond so much, you learn so much from failures too. It's, it's, it's more or less a microcosm of life in general. Right. And so to be able to be like more of a coach and um, you know, like a leader in that and, and kind of give my perspective from it and kind of what I learned from coach Brown and coach T and kind of pass that along. It was really, really fulfilling. Um, so at that point, I was like, all right, like, 
I'm definitely going to stay in lacrosse in some capacity for the rest of my life, you know, coaching, uh, playing. And, and at the point I was kind of like, I think it's, I think it's coaching, you know, this is like a, a very fulfilling feeling that you get from, um, kind of being, being that mentor, being that leader. Um, and then did that for a season, um, you know, continued to coach at Denver elite and then did Regis for one more season. We won a state championship. Um, I think that was 2018. And then that summer, um, I was, uh, you know, coaching Denver elite too. And then, you know, that was when LaPlante was uh, the volunteer at that time. And then he was going to step away. And then Trevor Tierney, you know, because I was in Denver elite, he kind of knew me and, um, you know, knew me the best. He was kind of said, you know, Hey, um, you know, the, uh, the volunteer position at DU is open. Like, you know, I'd like to recommend you if, if you're in for it. And I was like, Whoa, you know, here's another big honor where someone's kind of, you know, sticking their neck out for me. And it kind of was like, yeah, this kind of makes sense a little bit, you know, like this, um, this is something I really love and something I want to, I want to go after. Um, and so at that point I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like I, I would love to. Um, and so, yeah, that was kind of like post in a, in a nutshell, I guess, like post, uh, post college and kind of going through, um, that whole scenario and then how it kind of brought me back to DU and, and coaching. So, yeah. Right. That's, yeah, that's, that's crazy. And, and that kind of, uh, it kind of came full circle, you know, and, oh, and yeah. I feel like just hearing you talk about that experience, it was, it was, you were making the realization that, you know, this is where I really want to be kind of as it was happening, you know, you know, you, sometimes you hear, stories all the time of you know I had like a great coach or uh which we both were fortunate to have that and yeah and you know after that I always wanted to be a coach you know I wanted to be a coach I knew that's what I wanted to do um but for you it was kind of like uh you know and it and it all started with that seed of just getting the opportunity at Denver I feel like I don't know yeah. if I I don't want to speak for you you know which one the one like right after high school yeah, to play. To oh, play. yeah, dude. You know, think about if, you know, if that didn't happen, you know, would there be that strong passion and understanding of everything that goes into a season and, and playing and, and maybe like that you were you didn't water that seed enough to kind of sprout it out to what it is today, you know? Yeah, no, my, yeah. Undoubtedly, my life would be like drastically different if <laughs> – I had not come to, to Denver, you know, right. yeah. it is crazy, you know, to see how something like that, like some coach that saw me on Long Island, that was like, Hey, you know, like, we'll give coach T a call, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like just like a casual call. And, and yeah, who knew that that would, yeah. Like bring me back to like coaching and, um, you know, coaching at, you know, the highest level in lacrosse. So yeah, I'm, you know, I, I want to, yeah, say that I'm ex extremely grateful um, and recognize how blessed I am um, for everyone, all the coaches, um, you know, all the mentors, the, the, the people that have really impacted my life and kind of made this an opportunity because it's, some, it's been something super special. And I'm sure you can attest to that same, that same fact that, um, you know, it, it's, there's so much that goes into it and there's so much, 
support that you need. Um, so yeah, just beyond grateful and, and feel beyond blessed for where, um, you know, I've been able to come with lacrosse, um, and all the people that have helped me and supported me in that. Yeah, no, I hear you, man. And that, and that's, uh, you know, you can tell, you know, that's why Nasty's a good dude, you know, like some guys <laughs> sometimes say like, Oh, I hit the lottery, you know, like lucky me, you know, like it's, it's really important to, to, uh, be aware of, of how, how it all happened, which, uh, which to me, you know, I didn't even know all this, you know, in deep detail. So for me, it's eye opening and it's really cool to, to see how this all happened. Um, and I guess kind of one of the last points I had on, on that was, you know, so obviously Trevor Tierney gives you the recommendation for DU. Is it how special was it and did it almost uh excel your love of coaching being at denver compared coaching at the school that you played yeah oh man i mean my my first year i i felt like i didn't know a whole lot coming to denver in the first place right and i felt like oh i learned something to, like the first year of coaching I realized how little I even knew before that. <laughs> I was like, whoa, you know? And um, like more so in the sense of like, I got greater detail within how the system at DU works and, and their whole thought process behind everything because everything is carefully thought out. You know, it's not like, oh, we'll do this just cause, you know? Right. The reason there's a why behind everything. Um, and then also like looking at and and seeing how those guys dissect the way other teams play um and different styles and kind of how like you can skin this cat in a multitude of different ways um and that was just so interesting to to kind of see that and and to see you know each year there is kind of this like you know, I mentioned earlier the the identity of the team and you're trying to figure out what that is um, and try to figure out kind of, you know, how, who works best together, where's the chemistry, um, what makes certain guys tick, what makes this this team tick and, and try to kind of, you know, I, I don't want to sound like, you know, unemotional or whatever, but like get the most out of you can out of, out of a particular team. Um, you know, I granted, I, I realize these are, you know, also human beings too. And Right. Uh, I don't want to sound like it's like some sort of like, I don't know. Um, we only got four years with this guy. Year, we you know what I mean? I don't want to sound like that. stock out of this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, it's just, it, it's, yeah. And I think that's the beauty of it too, is like you're dealing with like human beings and there's so many like variables and thing and you're trying to control um, as much as you can um, and do as much as you can. Um, but yeah, I, I think just learning as much as I can, um, you know, and, and being a sponge. Um, yeah, it was just, it was super interesting to, to see kind of just the whole lacrosse thing and the behind the scenes of it all um, from a coaching perspective. Right. And, and I think what's probably even more beneficial in that role was that you're learning from the same guys that coached you, you know, you're, yeah, you're coaching yeah. with and learning with the same guys that coach you, you know, so that's, 
because every all so many different coaches have so many different styles, you know, and, and yeah, um, a lot of people are successful um, with a completely different style than other coaches that are also extremely successful. So like you could kind of, I remember the reason why I'm, I'm bringing this up is, you know, I've, like I've spent, you know, hours in coach C's office, just talking and talking about different things, obviously in college and, and out and after college, you know, um, and talking about the team currently, it's like, Oh, like thinking about, he's telling me about plans that he, that he has. And, He's like, oh, yeah, like I'm going to make a tick a little bit with this practice plan here. And I'm like, wait, like that, that's what you were thinking when you made us do this? Like <laughs> what I was saying, like you were, you were thinking that? Like I thought, I thought you, you were thinking something completely different, you know? Yeah. So now you can kind of piece those things back together as yeah. you not know, be on the other side of it, which is pretty cool. Yeah. No, it, it really is. And, and uh, you know, I think when I was playing, I was, I was like, you know, at, at the time, I think you receive it from a perspective that like, Oh wow. Like these guys are, these guys are buttoned up. Like, you know, everything is, it seems like a very like, like, uh, you know, a logical process and like, you know, they've, they've been here, they know what they're doing, but like, you know, if you go behind the scenes, like there's, you know, there's, there's some back and forth. There's some like arguments. There's some, you know, what is the right way to do this? You know, why is this happening? Like there is, it's not all like figured out the way it seems maybe out on the field. Um, you know, but, but that's the thing that, you know, coach, she's always said, it's like, we can have disagreements and I think that's good. You know, like if you're, if your coaching staff isn't like kind of pushing back and everyone's just kind of like going the same direction and, and not really kind of saying why, then, you know, you're not really probably like finding out all the ways or, or, you know, you might get a little myopic in the way that you coach, you know, from like one perspective, you need multiple perspectives, you know, um, to really make sure that, you know, like you're going in the right direction as a team as a whole, you know, so, you know, all I'm saying is that, yeah, behind the scenes, it, there is that process of like, okay, why are we doing this? Let's, let's try to, you know, peel back the layers and figure out what is the best direction because it's not always a clear cut answer. Um, and, and that's kind of just the beast of coaching, you know, um, that you can't just put a cookie cutter type approach to everything, you know, you got to be able to be a little nimble. You got to be able to kind of change things up and be willing to do that, be willing to adapt. And, um, that's the one thing, you know, like if there's, there's disagreements in the office or, you know, and, and it's always like welcomed it's once you get on the field, it's like everyone's on the same page, you know, like you work out things up in the office and, and to kind of see that go down and then, but to realize like, Hey, we're all in this together. As soon as we go out, you know, um, on that field, like that, that's, that's what it's all about. Right. And you guys are just as much of a team as, as we are. The, the exactly. Player, you know, yeah. we're all, we're all a part of that, you know? So yeah. that, that's cool. That's yeah. cool. I think, I think that, I think we got to wrap with that, man. That was, that lot that was huge. How you just <laughs> how you just wrapped that whole thing up? That was that was phenomenal. That was yeah. That was yeah. Hey, it was hey, it was a great interviewer. You know, asking the right questions. Uh, I mean, know. was I interviewing this, Trev? Talking, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Now you get in my mind about the whole podcast game. Okay. <laughs> 
I think you got a future in this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> was I just asking questions or were we just conversating? I don't know. Maybe there's a reason why I was asking these questions. Who knows? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're getting it now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good, man. Well, nasty. Thank you for hopping on in this podcast, man. This was great. Episode three, you know, huge. It's huge. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Trav. Really enjoyed it. No problem. You got any closing remarks? Closing remarks for the listeners? Uh, no, just hope everyone's staying safe. Um, you know, and, and uh, hunkering down and, and spending the time with family. And, um, you know, well, I think we'll uh, come out of this better as a society on the other end, you know, and more appreciative, more grateful for all the, uh, the things we may have taken for granted before this whole thing. Someone get this guy an Academy Award, man. That was, <laughs> that was, that was, that was great. <laughs>